It's finally here. Bigger, faster, stronger. It's time to put on the pads. Faster, quicker, more agile. And make some noise. Set! Just leveled. Wow! Your defending AFC South champion, Houston Texans, are back for training camp. 15-yard touchdown run for Deshaun Watson. Welcome to Texans Training Camp Live. Your sideline pass to everything that's going on with your Houston Texans. Texans Training Camp Live is presented by Xfinity and by Geico and Papa John's Houston. Now, let's go down to the Houston Methodist Training Center. Here are your hosts, Mark Vandermeer and John Harris. Good morning, Texans, and welcome. You are listening to this program, which is live from the Houston Methodist Training Center. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you as the Texans make their way across the practice field right now into the bubble, getting ready, meeting, getting taped up, ready for practice. Again, they do a lot of the taping up and the meeting in the bubble now so they can spread out. Then they get out here and practice. And it is going to be like a game week Friday, Johnny, because the scrimmage is Thursday night. Get a lot of questions about, are we going to see the scrimmage? Are we going to be able to go to the scrimmage? No and no, but we will be there with the pre-scrimmage coverage. Some highlights will get out and things like that. We'll let you know what happens. Uh, we'll be on the air Friday evening at 6. Our show today is one of our final three. Today, tomorrow, Thursday morning, that's it for Texans Training Camp Live. Uh, and then back to Seth and Sean for the full four hours. But we do this every year for the first couple of weeks of camp. Obviously different this year because, Johnny, usually we're doing these shows and it leads into the first preseason game. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel that way about anything we might see Thursday night. But, you know, it's intra-squad and they're not going to go too heavy. They're not going to want to beat each other up too bad, are they, no, in that I, deal? No, I would think so. But you know, there have been a lot of teams going in, into their buildings. Mm-hmm. You know, doing things in their building. Uh, I know the Rams and the Raiders and the Chargers have all done something in their buildings, in part because they're brand new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know, talking to Jack yesterday, I asked him about you know the process. I mean, if you if you think about it from this perspective, these guys have never done a a game pregame. Yeah, they don't know who you know. They don't know mo- most of the a lot of the guys do, but you know, there's a decent portion of players, even though they've been around the league a long time. I'm sure the Texans do things a little differently from some other teams. They got to go through that. They yeah. got to go through that. You know, do it for the first time. And usually, a preseason game is that first time. And then, even if guys aren't playing, they still go through the process in weeks two, three, and four. So they at least know week one. Okay, this is where I line up for pregame. This is where I line up for activation. This is where I go. This is where our, our individual periods are going to be in pregame. This is how we do it. We go in. Coach talks to us. We come out. That's what a lot of teams have been doing. They've been going through that process. I know the Titans did that in the rain a few nights ago going into their building, wearing their game uniforms, and the Steelers wear their full-on game uniforms to go through that process because when, when will you have done it? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, so that's going to be, so that's gonna be the, the, the first opportunity to do it, and I think Thursday is going to be a, a trial run from all those, you know, to, to all the little things so that yeah. when you do go to Kansas City, you know what time the specialists go out, you know what time the returners go out you know what time the receivers and quarterbacks go out you know all that kind of stuff has to be you know scripted in some sense and in the locker room there's always a you know there's a script the time of when you do all that but doing it and like just seeing it and talking about it are two totally different yeah. things so thursday's going to be a good run through for pretty much everything for these guys um other than doing something on the road they will have not done something on the road altogether. but you know once you do it in the building you just replicate it when you go to kansas city and then you go 
kick Kansas City's tail and come home 1-0, right? Well, well thank you very much. Yeah, Ooh. In fact, I have a little tidbit. I got a game plan for Ooh. you to beat the Chiefs, and Ooh. it's not what you're thinking. I know the Texans beat the Chiefs last year, the regular season, but I'm not using that one because I don't want to fall behind 17-3. to You can't kidnap Patrick Mahomes, dude. You just can't. Really? You have to be the voice. It's like that movie. What was that movie where uh, Aykroyd oh, and Daniel Stern? Celtic kid- Pride. It was Damon Wayans, I think, yeah, Celtic play, Pride. Yeah. It wasn't really a good movie. Oh, it that, was fantastic. You know what I saw last night, though, and I don't want to get off on a tangent, oh, but yeah. I will. I've never seen Undercover Brother, but it was on. And, uh, it, yeah, it's, it, I don't know if it did that well, but uh-huh. I, would, for some, I must have been punchy or whatever because I just thought it was hilarious. It was great. A lot of stereotyping, but come on. We can all That's make okay. fun of each other sometimes. Okay. Um, we, need to have, we need to do a show one day on movies that are off the beaten path that oh, nobody ever talks about. Mine, to go along with yours, okay. she's, out of, she's out of your league. That's uh oh yeah what that's what the guy who does T.J. Miller he's he's in that the um, hockey family right yeah 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 the hockey yeah. family he it's, does the voice in uh, How to Train a Dragon the main character there because oh. uh, Vanderkid too watches that uh, incessantly we could go off on a tangent we can't. That's we such just a did great movie. and we yeah. digress because yes. let's talk about the weather okay oh boy it Here is not usually a subject we get into actually we do way too much it's hot it's cold it's the Greenbrier it's beautiful yeah. it was beautiful here last week it was nice here yesterday it's nice here today however. Hurricane Laura is coming, mm-hmm. and Marco, no threat to us. Marco's already, you know, yeah, yeah That's he fizzled out did. early. Yeah. You know, and I, I, for a bit, it looked like those two might get together, mm-hmm. you know, like there might yeah. be some hurricane romance between mm-hmm. those two, in which case I was wishing that they would name it Luke and Laura, <laughs> like General Hospital in the 80s. Yeah, or Marco and You want to talk about a tangent we can get on right oh, now? Oh, no. Yeah, we're not going to get into that, but... Laura headed to the uh, border of Louisiana and Texas, last I saw, right? As of right now, yes. It's okay. moved a little bit westward. No, let's not move anymore. No, I mean, not that I, w- not that I wish it on other people, but Bill right. O'Brien was asked yesterday about the oncoming weather, how it affects what's going on with the team this week. This is what he said. We've talked a lot about that. I you know, pray that it doesn't, um, that it doesn't hit Houston. Uh, looking at the the way that our, you know, the, the way that we're tracking it right now, Jeff Schmidt's, uh, he really sends out, you know, multiple emails per day, letting us know kind of where it's at. Seems like it's headed more towards Louisiana, which you know is brutal for them. Um, doesn't doesn't seem like it's you know really really going to veer. It's kind of a weird course. I don't know if any of you guys have followed it. It looks like it's coming straight for us, but it's going to veer off to the you know towards the east. So I, I don't know. I, but we do have plans. You know, we just we got to do what we got to do. We got to adjust. Um, you know, if, right. if uh, something happens where we can't we can't uh, practice or whatever, the, the most important thing is the safety of our players and their families and our coaches and their families and all the support staff and their families. So that's how we would handle it. Okay. Well, clearly Thursday morning, I guess, is when the, the big stuff could happen with Laura. Yes, Wednesday, Wednesday evening, Wednesday Thursday morning. And the Thursday afternoon. And Jeff Schmitz, by the way, who we refer to as the um, IT czar of the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. And does a terrific job. And he hasn't been busy at all during COVID. Ooh. Not at all. Trying to get everybody. Not one uh, bit. Not at all. He didn't take even a work for his salary, I think he Mark. went to Come on. Cabo for the entire mm-hmm. time. No, he uh, trying to get everybody going from home. Everybody's Every company's IT people are just completely exhausted right now for Got good it. reason. But we'll see how it affects things, if at all. Uh, as we uh, navigate through our last two shows, they navigate through training camp. And they have that scrimmage Thursday night. Let's hope that... Um, Everybody stays safe, and uh, for the team's sake, that they can just do business as usual as they open two weeks 
from Thursday night. Now, more from Bill O'Brien. Getting the players ready this week, next week, as we get closer to game week. Here's what he said. We're trying to set up the next two weeks like two game weeks, Randy. So, um, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, scrimmage Thursday. You know what I mean? So, like, that's how we're trying to do this. It's not exactly like a game week because it's, you know, obviously there's some differences. Uh, but this week and next week are big weeks for our football team. I thought that yesterday they really came out ready to go. I just think if we can keep stacking day upon day upon day and, and keep trying to get better, it's an improvement league. You know, that's really what it's going to be about this this. This year is going to be about, I believe, for our team, I'm not speaking for any other team, we'll speak for our team. Can we do a great job of keeping the virus out of this building? And can we get better every single day? Can we improve every day? It's a, it's a league of improvement. Can, can players and coaches get better every day? And can we keep the stinking virus out of our building? The stinking virus. Yep. I like that. Stinking the virus. stinking virus. Keep the it out. The stinking virus. Well, Gabagool. so far, no positives. The league as a whole, very few mm-hmm. from the get-go. Those false positives, that story's in the rearview mirror now pretty much. And um, What did we say last night? 58,000 tests from the 12th of August to the 20th of August and six positives. And they were all staff members. They weren't players. They were all staff members. So, that's I mean, it's mind-boggling. I, you really. Yeah, you, I mean, it's like point. I think point oh oh one percent. Trying to do the math in my head this early is not not good. I well, used to teach at this hour, but it was never that good. So that's I mean that's an incredible that's an incredible accomplishment to this point. And I think the NFL should be should be really proud of its players and the staff and all the thirty two teams that have put together these protocols and. You know, I know the the whole false positive thing that happened over the weekend, Mark. It, you know, seventy seven positive tests, and they're like, "Whoa!" Well, each team put their protocol in action. Mm-hmm. They found out that the seventy two ended up being false positives because they tested them all the next day. They were all negative. One of them was Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Browns. They put their protocol in place. He didn't go out to practice. They had practice that day, and Joe Woods, I think, is the defense coordinator, and, and Joe ran the practice. No, Kevin Stefanski. They, so they put it all in order. So. In in essence, teams sort of got a kind of a trial run in, in in some respects, and kind of and ran with it, and ended up getting things turned around. Now, it's you don't want to see that, obviously, but the NFL handled it. Then they went in and found that those were all false positives, and you can still feel pretty good about what these players are doing. Now, it's training camp, but what I find interesting about all this, Mark, is we've talked, and by we, I mean just a collective we, mm-hmm. about this. You know, as we, we talked about, oh, is the NFL going to try to do this? Are they going to try to do it on time? Are they going to try to do this? Are they going to try to do that? Every single step along the way that people said, well, once they get into the building and once they're around each other, then you're going to get a rash of positives. Well, right. you know, once they start doing conditioning and they get in their groups and they're going to – then they're going to get to start a training camp and they're going to be practicing all together. Oh, then they're going to hit and they're going to do all that. Well, they've hit all those different milestones. And not only have they not had a you know a significant break that stopped anything for a significant – part of time that it's six positives out of nearly 60,000 tests so from that perspective the next step is okay you've been hitting you've been physical now what happens when you travel that obviously is going to be the the most difficult part is when you travel you're going into a hotel room you're an airplane all that kind of stuff but if you follow the protocols they set out then you should be in pretty you should be in pretty good shape you just got to hope that you don't have rookie cornerbacks that are calling girls to their rooms 
like in Seattle. Hopefully yes. you won't have that happen. Yes, you cannot have Hopefully. that. Cannot have that. Yeah. Uh, apparently on planes, I've read stories that on planes you're not likely to get it because the filtration system is so good. Hmm. I've heard that. Okay. i got to ask my dad. I mean, my dad's a retired TWA captain. I mean, he mm-hmm. should know this. And I need to call him anyway right now. I mean, he's 87 years old. i got to call him a lot because you never know. But he's in great yeah. shape. Yeah. And he could tell me a lot. I mean, whenever I have airline questions, I ask him. So I don't know why I haven't yeah. asked him yet. But apparently... Uh, I mean, that's out there. That story's out there. The first time I saw that story, I said, what? Really? Really? In a plane, you're not likely to get it, but I guess, uh, I don't know. And, and that, is, is that justifying them par- packing people in as sardines uh, again yeah, in mean, the I- airlines? Or is that just to you know, allay fears? Or is it true? Apparently, it's true. So that's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, with, and the other, the other f- thought with airplanes and, and NFL team travel is anybody that steps on an airplane is a Tier 1 or Tier 2 employee. So, on a team plane, yeah. On a team plane. Yeah. So they've been te- they've been tested every single day from the beginning of time. Right. They're so all tested. The, the opponents tested. All, put all negatives on a plane. So, again, negative and negative makes a bigger negative. Now, Jack Easterby might be joining us this morning. We hope to get him on live. And he, he walks over here a lot of days and talks to us. And he's like, yeah, you want me on? Sure. You know. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's hope that, uh, that he stops by. If he doesn't, we'll have O'Brien live. So it's, you know, we win either way. Right. Uh, that'll be at about 9 o'clock. Now, more from Bill O'Brien here. From the beginning of time here at Texans camp, I mean, in the Dom Capers days, the coaches used to say this, that they want the players to sort of coach themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want your players coaching each other up. There's nothing more effective than that culture of players helping other players. Yes. You know, Gary Kubiak, Rick Smith, they used to tell me that all the time. We want the players to coach the team, you know. That really helps. Well, Bill O'Brien was asked about this kind of phenomenon yesterday, and you were talking about this, Randall Cobb helping who? Coulter out? Yes. With, no, no, with no. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Oh, Brand- Brandon Cooks, right over here. Brandon right Cooks. 30-yard line. It's pretty awesome to watch. Helping uh, Coulter out, mm-hmm. things like that. What does Bill O'Brien say about players helping other players? I was familiar with Brandon when he came out in the draft 2014. Uh, Jack Easterby was in New England with him. I mean, that's, you know, obviously number one is the talent. You know, he, he's a really good receiver. He's got speed. He's got really good hands. Um, He's a strong player. Uh, and then this, the, the other part of him, though, is that he's a really good pro. You know, he, um, he, he just does a good job of, of talking to the, the offense and, and especially within that position of, uh, you know, technique and, and, and work ethic and how important it is to do what's right on every route. You may not get the ball every, every single route, but, you know, you got a great quarterback who's reading the defense and you gotta, you got to be there. You gotta, he's got to trust that you're going to be where you're supposed to be. And, He's always helping. I, I think you see that on the offensive line too, like Cookie was doing with with Isaiah. You see, you know, I see uh, LT all the time taking a rod or taking Charlie Heck behind the offense and kind of hey giving him some pointers on pass pro or what they saw on the front. I mean, and you can use that at every position. Justin Reed in the secondary, and JJ up front, Brandon Dunn up front. So I think we've got a lot of guys like that, and and you know I I believe in that, Sean. You guys know that now. I believe in those type of players, and uh, you know, I believe that that will lead to wins. I, I believe in that. Okay. Well, there's Bill O'Brien talking about players helping out other players, coaching each other up, trying to get the whole product up. And I keep coming back to this. They'll scrimmage Thursday night. It is so strange to not have a look against any other opponent, yeah. just yourself. Mm-hmm. Whitney Merciless joked with me that, hey, and I think we had this on the air yesterday perhaps, uh, where he said, uh, 
that it would be nice to have somebody who didn't know all his moves. Uh, <laughs> and you know, yeah, and true. so let's see what happens opening day. Now, opening day is a night, of course. It's kickoff for the entire league season. It's against the Chiefs. Texans split with the Chiefs last year. Of course, you wish the split was opposite, that they won the playoff game, but they did beat them in the regular season. Now, I don't want to look at that one, Johnny. You know what game I want to look at? As not really a blueprint necessarily, but this can help you out. The Colts beating the Chiefs last year, the week before. Ah, Remember, yeah. we saw that. We thought, oh, man, they used the good mojo. They mm-hmm. used the good feng shui of beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead, <laughs> and now there's none left. Yeah. Right? We yeah. got to go in there. We're not going to get it done now, right. are we? You know, this is me just being uh, a fan here. Mm-hmm. Um, negative side of me. You know, I, I did have some faith here, but you know, you get my drift yeah, here. When no, you I see that, exactly you're like, you yeah. they're going to be upset now. They're going to mm-hmm. come out guns blazing. Texans got the job done, of course. Down 14 points in that game, they came back to beat Kansas City. But the Colts game was very different. It was the week before, and it was 19-13. to This was a low-scoring affair. And when you look at total yards, the Chiefs only, and this is a low number for them, only had 324 total yards. But it's not like the Colts went nuts. They had 331. And you're thinking, well, they must have gotten a lot of turnovers off Kansas City. Nope. No. Each team had one turnover in this one. Well, then what happened? Well, the Colts were able to run the football. Ran the ball. 180 yards. They did not throw it well, but they ran the snot out of it mm-hmm. to the tune of 180. And a lot of carries. 45 carries, Johnny. So 4.0 per pop. Mm-hmm. 45 carries. They kept that offense off the field. Now, I don't know if the Texans are going to approach it that way. I don't know if it plays out that way. You know the ball is going to be in the air with the Houston Texans with this group. But I wanted to get your thoughts on that, on that being sort of a blueprint, even if it's a short passing game keep away situation. But here's the thing. You got to finish these drives. I mean, you can't kick too many field goals and hope you're going to beat Kansas City. It kind of reminds me of going up to Foxborough, you know? Yeah. Where yeah. it, you just got to score a touchdown. I mean, you have to be able have to. to. That's you know, the way you have serve. to think. Yeah. yeah, that's the way you have to think against the Chiefs. Now, one week later, the Texans went to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Let's see how similar. How many times the Colts run? Forty-five. Yep. Texans ran for ran forty-one times. Forty-one carries. Forty-one carries. Now, one of the things I remember about that game distinctly was that every time that Hop had a catch, it was a short gain. It was like Hop was an extension of the running game. He was a runner. Yeah, so uh, how many catches for Hop? Not nine, that, nine. Nine for 55 yards. I remember that. I remember that. That was a low yard per catch total, mm-hmm. but they were chain-moving receptions. Yes. they that So, I mean, of those, probably five to seven were of a four- or five-yard variety. Mm-hmm. that act like the running game. So you got near that 45 number, but you ran for 192. And the one thing I remember about that distinctly, we were at halftime, and at halftime the Texans had taken the lead because their second quarter they just they went nuts. Uh, and they got that big who fumble recovery, uh, or forced fumble that BMAC recovered. At halftime, at, with the lead, I asked Coach about, you know, offensively, you know, you gotten on track and, you know, hey, the running game has really been working. He kind of looked at me as he's wont to do at halftime. <laughs> and he's like, he just kind of just spit it back at me. He's like, Johnny, they're 30th ranked run defense in the league. We got to continue to run the ball. And we're running it pretty well. We're just going to continue to pound. So mm-hmm. here's, the other, here's the other aspect of this. How do you beat 
Patrick Mahomes and how do you beat that that Chiefs team. One thing I remember distinctly about that game, and a lot of times you don't make a whole lot of this, mm-hmm. but in this case I think you do. The Texans' time of possession that game was 39 minutes Jeez. and 48 seconds. Okay. Almost 40 minutes of time of possession. The Chiefs had it for 20 minutes and 12 well, seconds. I remember the fourth quarter. The Chiefs had it for, what, one little possession, right? And that's the one where Jacob Martin hit the arm of Mahomes as yeah. he was trying to convert a third down, and yep. the pass went awry. Like, that does not yep. show up in the stat sheet as a sack and he's going to the pro bowl but you know what martin made a huge play in that game what if that ball gets released cleanly what if it's a first down does history change in that game every play counts and that was a huge get off the field kind of play well to to that end you're right in the third quarter they ran six plays three and out three and out they got five penalty yards on the first drive Mm -hmm. they got minus three net yards on the next drive they gained two they gained two yards and that only came about on penalties in the fourth quarter meanwhile the texans holy smokes we talk about that time of possession listen to this first quarter 12 play drive second quarter a 10 play and a 12 play drive third quarter 10 play 11 play drive fourth quarter 12 plays 103 yards minus 10 for penalties, 93 net yards ended with a touchdown, and then the last drive was 9 for 42, and that was the end of the game. The fourth down conversion. 21 plays in the fourth quarter to their six. Overall, 21, uh, let's see, 21, 32, 42. You ran 42 plays in the second half to their 16. Yeah. Oh, I mean, huge. That's the, domination. To your point, the Texans took that Colts model. Mm-hmm. replicated the next week and and did the Colts one better by scoring 31 and probably could have scored a few more because you threw an interception in one end zone and then the last drive if you go another five minutes you probably get another touchdown how many rushing yards for the Texans in the 190, game 190 uh was that net let's see Jeez. yeah net 192 all right so the, the Chiefs are looking at that like all right back-to-back weeks mm-hmm. we gave up 180 to the Colts mm-hmm. we gave up 190 plus to the Texans but we're going to win the Super Bowl anyway. NFL is weird, man. And Bill O'Brien says it's a get-better league. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake, children, it's a get-better league. What did the Chiefs do last year? They got better. Yeah. I mean, right there, those two games, Mahomes is banged up. Eventually, Mahomes has to leave, yep. and Matt Moore has to play for them. They're giving up rushing yards like they're going out of style, but they get their act together for the postseason. They yep. trail in all three games, and they win the Super Bowl. It, it can happen a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel the game day angst, Johnny. I'm well, starting to feel it. It's coming up. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about the, the the playoffs, you know, for them, I mean, we I, I remember distinctly at 24-7, you threw it down to me, and I said, look, the one thing, and I was thinking back to week six, the one thing the Texans were able to do is once they got the ball, they essentially became like the driver who gets in the left-hand lane and goes 65, speed limit the whole way, mm-hmm. when the guy behind him wants to go 95. <laughs> but they just kind of controlled the pace yeah. you know, in, in the Week 6 game, and it was like the Patriots got anxious, and then it turned into be a great result because in the second half they just were, you know, especially the fourth quarter, because they had a 10-play drive that went and scored a touchdown that gave them the lead at 24-23. But what happened at 24-7 in the playoff game was – we needed to pound and pound. Now, they were a little bit better against the run in the playoff game. I will say that. They were, they, you could tell the defense was much improved. But still, if you could have taken a, a 
clock-killing drive and just just taking off chunks of yards. You had, what, 10 minutes left. You take off a five-minute drive, and this is to say you even kick a field goal, but just you take a five minutes of clock time, but you have just gotten in the left lane and just halted them a little bit. So all that momentum they had after the Miko Hardman return and then the touchdown, mm-hmm. you just have stolen it all away from them. And then you go put, say, three on the board. Now it's 27-7. The clock has obviously come down. Your defense set an opportunity to rest, and away you go. That, would have been, that, to me, would have been the key. But Kansas City was much better against the run in the playoff game than they had been. And then even proved that against Derrick Henry. Right. The next week they right. showed, you know, Titans have been relying on Derrick Henry. They tried to go to the well, and they really, really kind of slowed him down. Yeah. And even though they got behind in that game, because they slowed Henry, the Titans were going three and out, and they kept giving the ball back to the Chiefs, and they weren't going to stop the Chiefs that but, day. But Andy Reid can't win a big playoff game. Okay. Well, that's what they said. I mean, and that's what they his said. His record with the Chiefs in the playoffs going into last year was two and five. Yeah. With the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Two and five in the playoffs with the Chiefs, Andy Reid. However, last year, it all worked out. Okay, next up. We've been evaluating position groups, and we have not gotten to the quarterbacks yet, Johnny. Okay. And I'm familiar with some of the names on the quarterbacks list. And what about the guy they cut before camp? Why did they do that? Let's talk about all of it. And we'll eventually hear from Bill O'Brien. John McClain's going to be on the show as well. It's all happening here at the Houston Methodist Training Center. It's Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's, and are you hungry? I know I am. I always am. That's why we're always coming up with new products just for you. New pizzas. They're delicious. And now we're going to try our new Papadilla. If you haven't had a Papadilla yet, you got to try one. They come in all kinds of different flavors. But now we have the new grilled buffalo chicken Papadilla. It's spicy. It comes with grilled chicken, onions, and buffalo sauce. It sounds great. It is great. Give it a try today. Only six bucks. The new grilled buffalo chicken papadilla at Papa John's. Public speaking. Getting stranded at sea. Gas station bathrooms. Venomous snakes. Paying too much for a bed that isn't right for you. These are the most common fears in America. That's why Mattress Firm came up with the rest assured promise. So you'll find the right bed at the right price, guaranteed. And during our Labor Day sales, save up to 50% on America's best-selling brands like Sealy and more. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations and only while supplies last. Some products only available online. Visit mattressfirm.com for new details. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. 
so we'll stick to what we have perfected, our red diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates, perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. Transocean loves Houston and Houston loves football. From Friday night lights to Texans game day, everybody rallies around football. But behind the scenes of every game is another great Houston institution, oil. It takes a company like Transocean to unlock this valuable resource from the deepest depths and farthest reaches around the globe. As the leading offshore driller, they've tackled every challenge head on and have the stats to back it up. Transocean is service focused, data driven, and performance oriented. Check them out at deepwater.com. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. prices that are lower than low on backyard favorites like grill ready hamburgers and fresh picked strawberries then shop at kroger we give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the kroger app where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales plus rewards like fuel points giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low kroger fresh for everyone texans chiefs is 16 days away. The countdown to the champions gets closer as every second ticks by. The taste of revenge is in the air. And we're providing the critical Texans news you need to know as this historic preseason leads up to Kansas City. Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. Radio 610. Radio 610. Radio 610. They're back in action, and you're right there with them. It's Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. It's another Greenbrier-type day out here at the Houston Methodist Training Center for now. And easy for me to say because I'm not wearing a full football uniform and Mm -hmm. doing exercising things, Johnny. But it is a beautiful day here, and it's great to have you listening to Texans Training Camp Live. And every day we've been evaluating a position group, and for the first time we will get to the quarterbacks. Now, Johnny, we're going to save... The best for last, and I th- last, and I think everybody understands who that is. So mm-hmm. let's talk about 
the third guy. Actually, do you remember the name of the guy they cut before camp? Uh, yeah, Tiano. Nick Tiano. Oh, yeah, Nick Tiano. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they didn't bring four is because there's no way he, Nick Tiano was going to get reps. I mean, no. and you're down to 80, so yeah. uh, come on. You yeah. only have limited amount of time for the third guy, Alex Magoo, anyway, right? Yeah, and that was, I mean, that was pretty much the, the reason, I would think. You know, you knew... You knew he was a bit of a project anyways. He's 6'4", 230. You throw it. I mean, I mean that's central arm. casting right there. 6'4", 230. He's strong arm, but he also ran for 500 yards. Dang. So immediately, my thought was, ooh, Taysom Hill. Yeah. Ooh. That would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But you only have so much time to kind of tinker with something like that. So you get down to 80. You feel pretty confident in what you have in Alex Magoo, and you, you go from there uh, because – I don't, you know, Alex Magoo is no Taysom Hill, like, size-wise or anything like that, but that guy's a really good athlete. I mean, just watching him run on the field, watching him roll out of the pocket if he gets pressure, those kind of things, and he throws it. Man, Alex made a throw yesterday. They, they were down on the goal line, and they had some, some time left because the first two groups, uh, I think Deshaun got it in the end zone. AJ's group did not. And so they had a few reps remaining, and Coach called up the threes. And he said, all right, let's go. And the first play, I can't remember what happened in the first play. Oh, oh, they fumbled the – they botched the snap. Oh, I forgot to put in observations. Anyways, they botched the snap. Huggy Bear, Albert Huggins picked it up and ran the other way. Would have been a – probably would have been a touchdown, but who knows. He's a good athlete. He would have made it, but Magoo can run. Anyways, so the next play, he drops back, and I'm, I'm on the left side. I can see Stevie. Like, in my, out of my peripheral, I can see Stevie coming across, and I'm like, that's, that's where you should throw it. And, I mean, he just in the pocket, shoot. And he zipped it. And there wasn't a lot of room in there. And Stevie just stuck it right on him. I was like, wow. Because we really haven't had a chance to see Alex throw the ball. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, he didn't, get, he didn't get here last year until the season. Mm-hmm. So we didn't, I mean, you know, we don't get to see practice. We just get activation. So we didn't get to really see him do anything. But now in this training camp, we've been able to see him to do a few things. So that was the one question I had was, okay. The athleticism's there. Like, you just see him run around, and they'll just mess around. They'll be throwing passes to one another, and you just see him kind of mess around. You're like, is that, is that dude a receiver? And you realize it's Alex. So he can do some things athletically. But, man, he showed the arm yesterday. I think he is the perfect kind of number three option. You know, he's kind of a, a, a mini Joe Webb. Now, I don't think you would ever put him out at receiver because your receiver depth is pretty darn good. But he's got an athlete that if you put him out there, he probably would run around and catch it. I mean, because he can run a little bit, but – uh, I think he's the perfect number three, just a guy you can continue to mold. You hope you don't have to use him, but you just year after year you kind of continue to let him grow. And you know who know who knows you know down the road he's a four or five year guy in the NFL, and he's still maybe he's still here, maybe not. Who knows? But to me, I think he's perfect for this squad right now because he's still a guy you can develop at number three. You have a reliable number two, and then obviously you have one of the best quarterbacks, number one. Wait, Johnny, do you take the risk and put him on the practice squad? Unprotected, or does he have to eat up one of those four protected no, you, spots? You need to protect him. You got to protect him. You need to protect him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just in case, right? Yeah, there, there's no question. I mean, you know, we, we've seen it over the years. Your quarterback's getting hurt, mm-hmm. um, and this year, and this year in particular, my goodness. I mean, yes, look, there are quarterbacks throughout this league that have experience uh, in this Texan system. There are a lot of them still in this league. A couple out of the league that I don't think you'll ever bring back, but I think there are a few that are in the league that you could bring back if you had to. Because that's the main thing. Can you give, can you give them a you know some of this offense if something yeah. happened? And I think with Alex, you just continue to teach him that. But you want to keep you want, you want to keep a guy around, especially if he's got some developmental possibilities, which I think he does, and he knows your offense at least 
He's been here now two years. You should know at least the basics to go into a game and keep things going uh, in a positive direction. So I think you have to protect him because I think as soon as you don't, some other team is like, we'll yep. take him. So well, I think you have to protect him, yeah. Well, here's the other thing, though. If, God forbid, something happened, knock wood, knock whatever you can, mm-hmm. you would go out and get another backup quarterback. Yeah, You'd play McCarron absolutely. and get another backup mm-hmm. uh, and keep Magoo anyway because he's yeah, that kind of insurance good. project, whatever. Uh, and here's another question for you. If something were to happen, and I, I hate talking about this, but Yates being a Tier 1 guy, oh, not that you would, not that you would go there, I knew you, were going there. you wouldn't have to put him through all the testing, would you? Because he gets tested every day anyway. So uh, you could just put him correct. on the field and work him out. As long as he's Tier 1, because everybody in Tier 1 has the same. He's Tier 1. He's, yeah, a, he's a coach. So, yeah. Yeah. so he's uh, and he's, uh, that's not going to happen. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, oh, whoa. <laughs> Could you imagine the Disney movie you could make? I, oh, if T.J. Yates, no. <laughs> Wait, could are we going imagine? to Cincinnati? <laughs> <laughs> we play Cincinnati. We play him. We play well, we're not going there. You see, I mean, we could ask to move the game nah, if T.J. is playing I'm, quarterback. I'm not disappointed. That's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> All right. A.J. McCarron in his seventh year already out of Bama. Mm-hmm. He's 29 years old. He's been around the block a little bit. He's played a few games in this yeah. league, and he played that regular season finale last year. Hey, they scored a touchdown in the opening drive for the first time in the season with McCarron at the helm. So we talk, go we talked figure. about that. Now, they like, did that at Kansas City, too, by the way. Yeah. But uh, what do you think of McCarron so far? Well, McCarron started that trend. Yeah. <laughs> he started the trend. Hey, you well, can score in the first drive. Didn't hold against Buffalo. It, it was two out of three, though. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, that's that's true. I forgot about how could you forget the Buffalo game. Um, you know, with McCarron, to me, it's just steady. You know, with with AJ, I think, you know, we've seen. I mean, it's it's tough because you're comparing him to Deshaun Watson, yeah. but you know, AJ has started in this league. He started a playoff game, and it was a playoff game that the Bengals should have won. He should have got another start in 2015, but uh, Vontez Perfect happened, uh, so that was not good. And Pac-Man Jones happened, and no, it's not good. So he would have got another playoff win, another playoff game in that particular season, but. Didn't get it because of mistakes, and, and I hate that for him. But the one thing I, I I found out last year about AJ, which I probably I probably knew, but maybe didn't grasp it as much. But I was talking to the locker room after that game, and he had taken a hit, and I saw him get up kind of slow, and I saw him kind of reach for his back at one point, and I was just like, whoa. And I asked him what happened on a hit, and he goes, oh, he hit me, and he kneed me in the back. He goes, but I felt it on the other side. Oh. of my my chest and I was like oh he goes you would have had taken me out of there with a forklift you would never get me <laughs> out of that game yeah and he goes play. I was just I was just having so much fun I mean see, see we, if you agree with this he just wanted to play I mean, he was amazing he's yeah I mean obviously he's going to take advantage of that opportunity Johnny see if you agree with this he's at least as good as any other backup you've had out here yes. in the O'Brien era oh, yeah. and some of the starters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say almost every other starter, maybe not Fitzy when Fitzy's really hot, mm-hmm. but maybe if, if McCarron would get that kind of opportunity. Yeah. You know, McCarron, you know, he could still be the Bengals quarterback if Andy never came back. He might have been the Bills quarterback today if he never got, got hurt in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, I, I used to think, when when uh, AJ signed here in 19, I was like, you know, what would AJ have done with us in 2015? Yeah, if AJ had had a full year with us mm-hmm. in 2015, he would have started because everybody that was a quarterback seemingly in 2015 started for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think he would have done some good things with us in, 20, yeah. in 2015. Now, I'm not saying five years later his skills have diminished or whatever, but he's just, at this point, I think he is now what he is, and that is a really solid, reliable backup with Deshaun. Now, mm-hmm. if you, if, the thing that AJ's never had, which I hate for him, now he went to Buffalo and obviously got hurt, and then that opportunity went awry. But he never really had the opportunity to build on it in, in Cincinnati because Andy Dalton came back in 2016 and, and, and A.J. backed him up at that point. A.J.'s never really had an opportunity to do it week in, week out. And so the things that you see with A.J., holding the ball a little bit too long, maybe taking a, a millisecond too long to read things that maybe you should do a little bit quicker, some of those things I think you can overcome as you do it more often. Mm-hmm. And I think A.J. would have been one of those guys. I mean, he was kind of that way at Alabama. You know, each year that he was entrenched as the starter, he got better and better and better. And by the time in 2013 that he was at Alabama, I mean, I saw him play at A&M, and I just, I was, he made a throw towards me. I was standing right at the, basically the, the corner pylon, and he threw a back shoulder ball to his receiver, Eric uh, Norwood, and Norwood went up and got it, but I was like, man, that's a great throw, and he did it all day. Now, say what you will about that A&M defense back then. It wasn't that great, but still, I started looking at it going, man, this guy can play. He's got something there. Now, he just kind of sits kind of in that borderline. It's kind of like this hurricane. You're going to go one way, you're going to go the other. He kind of sits right in that line. I think that's the thing. He's, he's better than most of the backups that you have out there, but he's never really got that chance to show that he can, he can start. You know, Brock got that opportunity yeah. a little bit longer than A.J. got it. You know, in, in Denver, you got a seven- to eight-game run. And had a lot of two. success, and that opened up opportunities elsewhere. You know, if A.J. – God forbid this happens. No. But if A.J. had no. a five- to seven-game run here, I no, think there you. might be some team going, hey, you know what? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah let's do it. Let's go. Right. But, I mean, I, you know, God forbid that happens. But I agree. I think he, that's what's eluded A.J., unfortunately. He could do well in that scenario, but mm-hmm. we don't want to see that scenario. Okay, coming up, it's year four of Deshaun Watson in Houston. What does he look like in camp? What is this season going to bring for him, bring to the fans of Houston? We'll have that for you. Bill O'Brien's going to speak with the media. We'll have that for you. Jack Easterby might stop by. You never know. And also John McClain's going to stop by at 930 here. It's Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans. 
I'm Cynthia Nunez Colbert, President and CEO of Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. This is our story. Prior to February, Catholic Charities was doing our normal business. I can tell you, every day I know we make a difference. But then came March. We were wondering how we'd make it. We had to look carefully at our budget, at our resources, and thankfully applied for a PPP loan. I'll tell you, it's made all the difference. Thank you, Amogee Bank. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Texans Chiefs is 16 days away. The countdown to the champions gets closer as every second ticks by. The taste of revenge is in the air. And we're providing the critical Texans news you need to know as this historic preseason leads up to Kansas City. Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, and creamy pepper sauce, and just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. More Texans Radio is on the way. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com community. Modern modernization today is the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need, need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com Cisco. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. We gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right. From the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis during the period of January 31st through April 30th, 2020. 25-time analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. 
Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. .com. .com. A new era of Texans football begins, and you're a part of it. On Texans Radio, back to Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. The most bizarre preseason in the history of the franchise continues. That's because everybody's lives are bizarre right now due to COVID, due to everything going on in our world, and we got a hurricane bearing down on us. Mm -hmm. But, hey, it's 2020, and we just go along with it, right? Just go with the flow, do the best you possibly can. And this team, i got to commend the team and the league for navigating through this camp so far. Very few positives. I mean, a minimal amount, minuscule amount. The false positives, that was a little bit of a scare on Sunday. But, look, by the time you found out they were positives, you found out they were false, right? right, right. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, an outbreak. Yeah. It was, hey, there were a lot of false positives. That was the story. So that, mm-hmm. that was good. There was no panic. And... When we look at what is happening here, we've got another practice today. Mm-hmm. We've got a game week Friday situation tomorrow. Or no, Saturday. Today's Friday. Today's Friday, tomorrow, oh, Saturday. No, no. Now listen, Thursday, wait. Sunday. Hold yeah, up. that's how we're People doing this. People listening just know that today is actually Tuesday. No, it's game week Friday. Johnny. But in the Texans world, it's game yeah. week Friday. Yeah. Jack Easterby's coming over here. You think he's going to pick up a microphone? I think he will. I think he can. I think, I think he will. He, I think he will. I think we're going to do a socially distanced interview with Jack Easterby this in is, any yeah. moment here. Yeah. This will be pretty cool. And the sun is out. Johnny, I didn't order this on the menu. I ordered oh, no I sun today. I, I ordered clouds. I ordered cool temperatures with a side of clouds. <laughs> Maybe clouds <laughs> with the entree. And the cool temperatures were just going to follow. I mean, you know, not a lot of us have a lot of experience in restaurants lately. So, I don't know. Maybe they screwed up your order. Maybe you screwed it up. Yeah. No, I don't know. I've, I've, I been mean, to, I've been to a couple of restaurants. Have you? I've been doing my part. Yeah, I've been doing my part supporting the uh, local businesses because uh, I feel it's important. You know, distanced and everything. You yeah. Know, safe. So, there's no question. And uh, joining us right now live on the air is Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Jack Easterby. Jack, good morning. How you doing? doing everybody okay right, everybody's doing well yeah there we go yeah all right Great Jack, with let, us. let's let's start with this because obviously you know we talked a lot about covid and all this kind of stuff preparations for laura now you're from south carolina you know hurricanes like yes, a lot of yes, people yes. uh coach isn't but he's gotten used to it because of the ones that have hit here in houston how do you sort of navigate through the next few days i mean you probably got some players that are like hurricane like what do we do for a hurricane how do you kind of navigate through the next few days with what that's going on with obviously all the COVID testing, all that kind of crap built in? Yeah, well, let me first start by saying training camp's a little different this year without fans. You <laughs> yeah. know, we yeah. really miss the fans coming out here and hearing uh, people yelling and screaming for their Texans and being excited for training camp. It's a right to passage. Astros are playing baseball, Rockets in the playoffs, and yeah. then a chance for training camp to go really well with excitement. Yeah, I think – in all these situations, we've been blessed with really good people here uh, in Houston where we rally up. You know, we've been doing a little different uh, type meetings with our uh, emergency crisis teams relative to Zoom and getting on there and jumping on there with uh, plans, uh, things that could potentially help us stay safe. 
in this type of a situation. Uh, we did that with COVID, so we've got a little bit of practice with how we should handle these things. And we've been talking every night about what we should do if Laura comes this way and uh, definitely praying for all those who will be affected by this and, and hoping it misses us, but we're taking it very seriously and uh, we're prepared for lots of different things that could happen. So um, really the, the goal is just to always live track, you know, what's going on, whether it's weather or, or it's something else. And then also to have plans, have plans on, on a bunch of different directions. So we've got that done. Jack, when you see um, offense versus defense out here, full pads, they're going at it hard. Uh, how do you look at that? Because sometimes we'll see a big play, and it's got to be like watching your kids play it away. Like, oh, that was really good, but you need to work on what you did to allow that in the first place. So how do you handle that doing what you do? Well, I think what you really are looking for is within each practice you have emphasis, right? You mm-hmm. have certain things you're trying to really look for, points or, or purposes of each drill or each period. And so I think the goal is to try to make sure the purpose of that drill that the team knows that, the players individually know that, and then the person who you're trying to get to execute something is executing that hopefully at a high level, which will hopefully correlate with their job, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I wouldn't just say each play, right? Uh, you take a positive and a negative. You're really looking for it period by period relative to the emphasis uh, because there's some that are more offensively focused, right? And there's some right. that are more defensively focused. And then you have special teams, things you're working on specifically uh, to try to create certain looks and things. So I think uh, Texans win every day, right? Because you're playing <laughs> each other. But I think for this focus right now, it's been incredibly unique, right? With no mm-hmm. preseason games and then obviously no offseason. You know, the install has been in because our coaches have done a great job on Zoom and done a great job educating the guys on things in the hypothetical or watching film of last year, right. but getting out here and actually doing it. So there's been a lot of times where we're looking, as you just said, for everything on the field to be right because we have a shorter bandwidth here to try to get this done. Jack, Thursday night, the scrimmage over at the stadium. How important is an event, I say event in air quotes, an event like that to kind of show guys that haven't been there? to remind guys that have been here kind of the process of going through? Because you won't have it in preseason games. That's when you kind of learn. Here's the process. You don't really have to show anybody because you do it in preseason game one. You do it two and three and four. Now you're ready for week one, but you won't have that. So how important is a, a night like Thursday become for these players? Well, it's very important because I think one of the things that you do when you build a team is you have to think about parties that are coming from all different directions, right? So when you build a team, you have to always think about how those different people who are coming here, whether it's from the draft or from free agency or potentially a new coach who Mm -hmm. we added or potentially maybe just a new method that we're adding, all those things kind of merge together when you have your first preseason game and then your first game, right? Right. So for a scrimmage, you're really looking for those things to kind of first – the first time – yeah, say those absolutely. can merge together right you're looking for how you do warm-ups you're looking for which uh, each person's role is on the sideline during operationally uh during the game to make sure you're successful and then also you're starting to kind of see what those roles will look like you know when we're really counting on it thursday night against the Chiefs. so i think it's a very important exercise for us i know a lot of teams are doing them around the league yep. just to kind of gain some uh, rhythm as a team and as a unit to see where everybody is but um I think it's extremely important, and uh, you don't really know until, you know, you get out there and do it for real and bullets start flying and and things start really happening uh, in Kansas City. But we've got a lot of retention, you know, a lot of uh, continuity in our our group. So I think hopefully that will be an advantage for us going forward. 
Jack, what about taking the team on the road? It's going to be a couple of weeks until you do that, and I know there's a lot of preparation you need to do. You've been able to handle things very well here in your building, on your facilities, campus, but what about going on the road and the challenges there? Well, y'all know by now, you know, I always try to see it half full. I'm a, I, I think we're blessed here uh, to have, obviously, a great organization, great leadership. And so as I looked at the first game on the road, I was like, you know, maybe we could start a place that we went somewhere a couple times last year, you know. But anyway, it, it was a blessing to, to know the hotel, to know the mm-hmm. environment we're in, to know those locker rooms well, to know the setup uh, mm-hmm. of that of that whole stadium and be able to – and obviously I've been there – a ton of time. So I think we feel pretty comfortable with that um, yep. going on the road. I think mm-hmm. there'll be uh, different things for the players as they try to learn their daily routine and their pregame routine relative to socially distancing on the buses and having to spread out the times when they enter the locker room and right. some of those types mm-hmm. of things. So there'll be some differences that they'll learn, but we're going to go through some of those as we prepare for the scrimmage. So mm-hmm. they should uh, have some of those vetted personally. Um, and then the rest of it, you know, I think because we've done so much work on the front side and we've practiced and we've done these things, I, I think the rest of it is the newness of playing a competitive football game, right? right. <laughs> just getting used to that, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you just, again, you're used to some scrimmages or potentially some uh, maybe some uh, franchise-on-franchise uh, scrimmages or potentially some obviously some preseason games. And so not having done that, I think that's the biggest challenge. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. Jack, yes, you're – no, Sunday – Stand right over here. Saw Isaiah Coulter run a route down a field. And as he walked back over, I saw Brandon Cooks walk over to him, spend maybe two, three minutes. It wasn't as if Coulter went to Cooks. Cooks went to Coulter. I've seen Laramie throughout camp. I don't know that I, when he's not in a rep, I don't see him talking to one of the offensive linemen, Max Sharping. And Coach has talked about this is a veteran team, you know, in a really odd year. From, what, from your standpoint, the leadership that you're seeing from your veterans, how does that make you and the staff feel about what you have with this squad in 2020? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think you, you have to have leaders, right? But leaders are not just leaders by position, but meaning that they maybe make the most or maybe they've made a bunch of plays in the past. Mm-hmm. Leaders are leaders by actions, right? Mm-hmm. How you act, right? You can, you know, put somebody a C on their chest or you can, you know, celebrate them in, in the media or publicly, but it's really about how they act day to day. And yeah. so I think what we've seen in camp so far, and I think Texans fans should be very excited about, is we've had some very um, intentional actions done by players to invest in each other things they're in you know separate locker rooms they're spread out we have guys that are leaving notes for other guys we have guys starting chats and texting each other Mm. we have guys watching extra film after the uh, coordinators are done at night together and then to your point on the field while they're rallied up we got guys sharing veteran experience saying hey man last year when we played here we saw this or hey you they might give you this look but it doesn't really look like that and so the quicker that we can use the veteran wisdom that we have and try to you know disseminate that information to the other guys I think it's going to be a, a a hopefully a, a competitive advantage for us, especially with leadership. So we're real pleased with what we got so far, and hopefully more of that to come as the season unfolds, right? Right. Um, and we get that feedback. Attitude is a competitive advantage. That's right. I love <laughs> that. That's I'll a T-shirt. It. That's a T-shirt. No, I believe it. I, I, I've been t-shirt. thinking about that the whole time, especially with kids on Zoom class at home. Right, right, <laughs> Attitude no is a competitive right. advantage. <laughs> Jack, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you guys, definitely. All right. Jack Easterby, Executive Vice President of Football Operations. Joining us, let's listen in to Bill O'Brien live next here on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. Can't get enough Texans radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com. 
The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. Detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo on off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your dentist to actually believe you? And you're flossing every day. Absolutely. Great. Um, And you're cutting down on your sweets? Of course. (laughs) Wonderful. Then I don't even need to look in there. Great. See you in six months. There's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit GEICO.com for details. Hyundai has always had your back. And now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai. The longer you look, the more there is to like. Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just 24575 Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details. KILT, KILT, FMHD2, Houston. Radio.com Sports Station and your home of the Houston Texans. Rock and roll! Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Radio 610. Radio... Texans training camp is underway. Get all the breaking news, updates, interviews, and more right now at HoustonTexans.com. Now back to Texans training camp live. Presented by Xfinity and by Geico and Papa John's Houston. At the Houston Methodist Training Center, let's listen in. Bill O'Brien is speaking with the media. Joined in progress. I I think primarily he's an outside corner. Um, But, you know, know, last year he did some different things. I mean, he'll help us on special teams. I think it's week to week. You know, we we've got to look at the opponent and and see where Lonnie's skill set fits the best relative to how we want to play that opponent. I mean, he does a lot of things well. He's a he's a good guy. He he works really hard, um, and and he's he's got good size. He's kind of a unique skill set, right? So he can do some different things. And uh, I think the big thing with Lonnie's health, uh, making sure he stays healthy, just like pretty much everybody. That's a key. But uh, if he stays healthy, he'll he'll, he'll have a, a good year for us. Do you have an update on Kiki QT and what's been keeping him from practicing the past few days and also John Grenard? Yeah, I would say that Kiki, you know, we're just watching him a little bit. I, I don't want to get into the details, but, we're, you know, we're, we're only two weeks out from the game. Kiki's having a good camp, I think, relative to ramp up again. That's going to be my general answer to, to injury questions. You know, it's just a different type of ramp up for different guys. Um and sorry, I can't be more specific about it. I just can't. I just don't believe in being real specific about injuries, as you know, for seven years. So, um, you know, the other one is who? John Grenard. Yeah, John. John's doing all right. John will be all right. He's hanging in there. He'll, he'll be out there eventually. Aaron Reese. Oh, 
we can't hear you, Aaron. Mute. Mark, we'll go to you and come back to you, Aaron. Mark Berman. Hey, Bill, how are you? Hey, Mark. Um, Bill, I need, to, I need to ask you a couple of non-football questions. First of all, do you, people in your position around the country, some of them are speaking out, expressing their feelings about what happened, the tragedy in Wisconsin. What are your, what are some of your thoughts about that? You know, it's, um, it's, uh, it's hard to put into words. I mean, you know, you, uh, you're trying to, you, you know, primary, primarily right now, Mark, coaching the football team, right? Working really 19 hours a day coaching the team. But when I went home last night, I, I actually saw it for the first time. I'd heard about it, saw the video. I mean, it's disturbing. It's, it's terrible. Um, I don't want to really get into politics. I think you guys know where I stand on this. Uh, I think that uh, systemic racism is a, is a major problem in this country. And I think that uh, we all have to come together and realize that this has been the, these, these social injustices have been going on for, for, for a long time, long, long time. And it's not just police. That's one thing I want to make clear. It's, it's, it's been going on a long time in, in our economic system and our real estate system and our medical system and, and everything. And it's time to come together and realize that everybody should be treated as equal. And that's how I feel about it. And, uh, but my primary job is to coach the football team. I mean, you know, I just, I do feel passionately about these things and that was a awful thing to watch. You um, obviously are getting the updates on, uh, Hurricane Laura, and it seems to be headed more toward our area. How is that affecting your call on Wednesday, especially Thursday for your scrimmage, or is it too early to even speculate? Yeah, it's hard. You know, you're right. I mean, but I'm looking at two different models. Now we're going from, you know, it's funny. We're going, these are two off the, off the football subject questions. You're right. But now I'm looking at a European model, and I'm looking at this other model, and, the, you know, I'm like, which model do you – I mean, I don't even – like, one, one looks like it's headed towards Louisiana, and we're on the west of it we stay on the west of it, maybe we'll be okay. But um, last time I checked, I didn't have a degree in meteorology. So I, I don't, I don't know, but we're definitely watching it. We had a, um, a phone call last night. Jack and I had a phone call last night with Jamie Roots and Susie Thomas and Jeff Schmitz and um, uh, uh, Greg Condritz. And, you know, we're on top of it and uh, you know, we'll, we'll make a call when we have to make a call. I think this one's different than Harvey, right? You guys probably know better because it's more about wind and Harvey was about rain. So I think the wind is a, is an issue relative to our bubble and things like that. So we'll, we'll stay on top of it. Three more, Greg Bailey. Hey Bill, I'm just a, a similar question about this. How important is the, the Thursday scrimmage to you and your development in this, this very strange setting of, of a, of a ramp up to a season. And, and could you reschedule that if Laura forced the team to postpone? Yeah. I mean, you definitely could reschedule it. I think it's important. I think it's just that, you know, I think you have to without preseason games, in my opinion, just for our football team, what's best for our team is to have two of these scrimmages, you know, at least one of these in full pads where, you know, we warm up like a game. Uh, we treat it as much like a game as we possibly can coaches in the press box and, kind of go through all that, the, 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 um, you know, basically the, the logistics of a game. And so, uh, you know, we're going to, tr we're going to try to do, it. we're going to try to keep it for Thursday. Obviously if the weather affects that, we'll just move it back. We'll figure out another day to do it. Hey, Bill, can you hear me this time? Yep. Here. 
Okay. Uh, without contact on like a, a punt return without preseason games, is that at all harder to evaluate what you have there at the punt return when, you know, guys know they're catching it and no one's going to light them up uh, running full speed? I would say that's the same every year. I mean, you're not going to really – I know I think you're talking about preseason games, but in practice, you're never really going to go live on a kickoff or a punt. Um, but yes, you do get it in the, in the preseason game. So I, you do, you're right about that. But yeah, I mean, I think look, we have a guy back there, DeAndre Cart, who's done it before. We got Randall Cobb, Will Fuller. Um, uh, Kiki's done it. Uh, John Reed did it in college. I mean, we got, a, we got guys that we have, we have, you know, quote unquote video evidence of them being able to do it. So, you know, um just as long as they're working. I think the big thing is catching it, the technique of catching it, reading the, the trajectory of the punt. That's the big thing that you're trying to get out of practice relative to the returner himself. Last one for John. Bill, if you do indeed have to make adjustments because of the hurricane, how much will that set you back considering you start sooner than other teams other than the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, there's not too much you can do about it. I wouldn't look at it as a setback. You know, we've We've had good, hard practices. Um, no one wants to go through a hurricane, you, you know, but, uh, I mean, if, if something like that happens, we just adjust and adapt. I mean, that's 2020, right? I mean, I mean, this is, like, typical for 2020, right? You got, you got all these things going on, and now you got a hurricane. I mean, it is what it is. You just, you just adjust, you adapt. We, Jack and I call it stick and move. Stick and move, man. You know, this is what it is, and if we get a hurricane, it's terrible, but we just adjust our schedule, and, and these guys, you know, we'll have the team ready to go. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's it for Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien meeting with the media this morning, pre-practice press conferences, which have been really cool for us having mm-hmm. them live. And we had Jack Easterby on in the last segment. If you missed that, I think we'll rerun that this afternoon or this evening, rather, 6 o'clock, Texans All Access, uh, because uh, people want to hear that. And the stick and move. Now, Jack didn't mention stick and move, but mm-hmm. I like that. That's a T-shirt right there, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Stick and move. Stick I mean, and move. That's essentially what it is. I mean, it's. I mean, there's so many boxing analogies and metaphors you can use. I mean, that's essentially what mm-hmm. it is. You know, pop, pop, move. You know. Yeah. Co- you know, combination and move. Ooh, you sound like Paul Giamatti right there in Cinderella Man. Oh man. Which to <laughs> me is. I would have uh, loved to have been a boxing trainer. Look, champ. You hit him with the combination, and then you move. You stick and you move. You stick and you move. You're always moving. You're always on. Get on your bike, King. Get on your ba- get on your bicycle, champ. Where have you been, Jimmy Braddock? That's such an awesome scene. Oh, if you haven't that. seen Cinderella oh, man, man, I mean, when he makes his return to the garden, oh. oh, my goodness. One of my favorite scenes in any sports movie is that. And it's true. And by yeah. the way, when we were playing the Jets a couple of years ago, late mm-hmm. in the season, yeah, yeah. And everybody knows about the Rocky statue in Philadelphia, right? Everybody yes. goes and gets a photo taken with the Rocky statue. They put their arms in the air. I get mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's wonderful. I love Rocky. And look, you can't replace the Rocky series as the quintessential boxing movies. Oh, Raging Bull, Vandermeer. Come on. Nah. All right. I know it's a great movie, but it's a different kind of movie. And yeah. Cinderella Man's great, too. But anyway, uh, I was uh, meeting a friend and took a car up the, um, up the Hudson River on the Jersey side, mm-hmm. right? And there's a Jimmy Braddock statue, Jimmy Braddock, Cinderella Man, on that side because he was a New Jersey guy. On remember? the Jersey City side? Yeah, on the oh, Jersey wow. City, Hoboken, that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh. it was pretty cool. Jimmy Braddock right there, a, a statue. So it's not like the uh, iconic stature of the Rocky statue. But you at least know that Jimmy Braddock was real. 
He was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Rocky. Rocky it's so was funny. Not like, uh, fictional <laughs> characters that have statues. Like when, when the statues Rocky. were coming down a couple of months ago, I was like, "Oh, please don't take down the Mary Tyler Moore statue in Minneapolis." <laughs> I mean, did Mary? <laughs> I, I don't think Mary that. did anything wrong. Uh, no, it's true. Yeah. Now Mary Tyler Moore is a real person, but it, the statue is based right. on the Mary Show because it was based in Minneapolis. Anyway, uh, that's all we'll say about that. Now. Another thing going on here, pre-practice, uh, a little routine. I don't know if we talked about this on the air yesterday, but the guys playing soccer, mm-hmm. uh, Brian far, Anger far field, yeah. and, and Fairbairn on the far field, they have a soccer ball, and they kick it around in the morning, and Weeksy's there trying to do his best with it as well. Weeksy looks pretty good playing soccer, and Anger is remarkably uh, adept with a soccer ball, and I guess Fairbairn has to be too, but just yeah. see, seeing them dribbling the soccer ball around is pretty impressive, and I, that's one of those sports I wish I loved, but mm-hmm. I don't. I really don't. It's I mean, okay. I, you would get into it. I'm telling you. Really? I, I, I have, you know, how, you I know love me. the idea of it, Johnny. You know, I, you know what I love about soccer is that they got so many different things to root for. You know, they mm-hmm. got this yeah. cup and that cup and yeah, you're yeah, having yeah. a crappy season, but you won this cup mm-hmm. or you're in this other league and you're doing well there, but you might not be doing that well here. And then you and I follow Fulham because of Shad Khan and we were there last year and they made it into the Premier League late winning that game at Wembley. And that was awesome. I remember 20, I mean, before 2018, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was aware of things that were going on. I realized there were a lot of people that I follow, a lot of people that I know, were watching all these soccer games. And I would, they would see on Twitter, they would talk about the ending of one game. And what really got me was a Champions League semifinal game, I think, where Liverpool – no, it was a quarterfinal because it was a, it was a uh, two-game series. Mm-hmm. And it's two games. Like, you might win one and lose one, but you might have the better goal differential. So Liverpool was down goals. Like, they were down three goals. And going into the second half of their game, and they scored four, and people were just freaking out. Oh, I was wow. like, "Man, I want to kind of follow this." Well, then uh, Amazon Prime did All or Nothing. You know the All or Nothing show yeah. that they've done NFL films. Well, they followed Manchester City. Like, oh, gotta, that's I, your team. I gotta watch, and I watched, and I fell in love with that team. And then I started watching their games, and you get into them, and you totally. I like. I really? was the, before the um, one of our opening game, one of our home games earlier uh-huh. in the year, maybe in the Carolina game. I'm in my office and I'm watching, I'm watching the, I'm watching Manchester City take on Tottenham, and Manchester City scores with like two minutes left in the game, and I'm freaking out like yeah three points I'm like going crazy and then all of a sudden it's like we're gonna take this to VAR they got the new VAR rules the replay rules right and they negated the goal. And I was losing. They it. negated the goal. I was cussing up the storm. We I score was so a goal mad. every three months. We I cannot know. negate these goals. Negated a goal. They're they ended rare. up getting a tie. Only got one point. And I'm like, my gosh. And then of course Liverpool is so good. I was so I'm I'm totally into it. Now. Watson's team totally is um, is Munich, right? Yeah, Bayern Munich. When they came here, so when they well he went to Germany and he visited when he was in Germany. Yeah, I think really it was after that. his rookie year or after his mm-hmm. second year, one of those years. And then Bayern Munich kicked off. This year, yeah, yeah, they kicked off this year, playing here against Real Madrid at Energy Stadium, you, and that was last year. And y- so then, this year meaning last year, yeah, nineteen. Well, I said that the, oh, the year's long, longer than it should have been. But to, to kick off the 2019-2020 season, right? They played here, so then they won Bundesliga, and then they ended up winning the Champions League. And so when Deshaun visited Germany, that was where he went. He went to Bayern Munich. I think he worked out on their field, met the guys. Then when they played here, Deshaun was the honorary captain. Right. And so he's been he's been in it. He loves Bayern Munich he, the other day I, for your interview with him. 
oh, he yeah. walks in with the interview and he's got a pat, he's got an iPad and he puts it down and I could see it's soccer, so I know exactly yeah. what he's watching. And I was like, this has got to be killing him. He's doing his interviews and he's wanting to just watch his guys play. You would to- you would totally get into it. You would totally well, get into it. I like my gridiron game, Johnny, mm-hmm. and um, you know the American sports. But I do like soccer a little bit. Yeah, I just don't love it. So yeah. I'll do better. I'll try. Anyway, speaking of Watson, Johnny, we mm-hmm. didn't get to this, and we got a few minutes here to talk about it. You know, Jack Easterby and Bill O'Brien rudely interrupted our conversation yeah, about Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. It's year four. It looks smoother than ever. It looks like there's more knowledge than ever. It is interesting to see without Hopkins out here in training camp what it looks like because I still don't know where. All right, it's third and five, and you gotta have it. It's yeah. third and five, and you gotta have it. Mm-hmm. Who's it going to be? It's going to be a mix. Yes. Is it going to be one guy more often than not? And I think we'll get a sense of it. You know, we won't know until you get a few games sure. into a third and five, gotta have it situations. We won't know who that guy is going to be. Yeah. I guess it's anybody's guess, but what is your guess here as far as who is it going to be on third and five, or does Watson spread it around? I think he's going to spread it around. However, the one guy that I just feel like, and maybe it's because I haven't seen totally yet how it's going to all look with Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb here, because I do sort of think that Randall Cobb could be that guy. Mm-hmm. But the guy that I trust more than any other on third and five is going to make a play for us is Kenny Stills. Wow. I like this. I just think I, he's that guy. I mean, yeah. you think about the clutch things he did for mm-hmm. us last year. And mm-hmm. I know Deshaun trusts him. He's as smart as it gets out on the field. He knows exactly what to do on third and five. He could have two guys hanging all over him. He's going to make the catch and make sure he's got enough for the first down. I just see – I've – for some reason, I just trust Kenny, and maybe because I've seen it. But I do think that they're going to try and, I, with all the guys they have to use, I think they're going to do. I think they're going to do a little bit of everything. And I think that on third down, it can be any one of those guys. I mean, could it be David Johnson out of the backfield? Heck yeah! Could it be Duke Johnson out of the backfield? Third and eighteen, he was the guy. Yeah, you're <laughs> third right. Third and eighteen, he was that guy. So I think it could be anybody, really. And mm-hmm. I like, I like that. I. I like that because the opponent doesn't know at that point, so the opponent's kind of like, well, what do we do here? Well, you know, third down, a lot of teams were moving the coverage to Hopkins, and the Texans had to adjust. They had to find different ways to put Hopkins in different areas so that he didn't get a double or he didn't get some sort of bracket coverage, and then he could get loose on third down. And this past year wasn't as much as it had been the years before, but there would be times where he'd get doubled on certain things. But I think it is take a look at the coverage, Get a good feel for the coverage. Get the ball out of your hands and get it to the guy that you think in that particular coverage, especially early on in the year. Then as the year moves on, then you can find out, okay, who's my money guy in third and five? Who's uh, my money guy in third and nine? Who two, can I rely on? Two things on this. I, I, I think these are great points. The playoff game against the Colts where the offense could never get going. Yeah, yeah. I thought he went to the well too many times, the D-hop well. Yeah, and D Hop was banged up. I mean, mm-hmm. D Hop credit him. I mean, he was yep. playing with like a bad shoulder and a bad wheel. I don't know what he had. I yeah. can't remember. I think shoulder was definitely a part of it. But yep. he was really he was most guys would have sat it out. But he's so mm-hmm. tough. Uh, but it just wasn't working because right. he was he couldn't get open as he normally does and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just a bad day all around. Last year he spread it around. You're right. Yep. When we did our top five Watson escapes video. 
the uh, none of the five are to D hop, right? Right. None right. of the five completions are to D hop. They're mm-hmm. to other guys. And D-Hop might get extra attention. Look, if I'm an opponent and Hopkins is on the field with the Houston Texans, I think I'm going to make sure that I got him guarded properly. Right. And Watson's going to have to find another way to get it done. And he did very often. Now, there's no denying what DeAndre Hopkins was for this football team. I mean, <laughs> right. you cannot do that. And right. no one's going to do that. But you do have a lot of weapons out here. And I, somebody's going to be open. I like what you said about Stills. Look, I could make a case for Stills. I could definitely make a case for Cobb being the mm-hmm. slot receiver. I could also make a case for Cooks because I think Cooks, you know, everyone's like, he's a burner. He's not a – I mean, he can do that. Yes. He can do a lot of things. He can he can get open short range, yes. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and get a sliding third third and five conversion catch for you. Well, David the play Johnson. That, the play that we saw on Sunday with Cooks, you and I, we were texting after that. He ran that over route. Yeah. I mean, that's more than five yards. But he got from point A at the line of scrimmage where he's aligned to point B, which was on the other side, the other numbers. Mm-hmm. He got there faster than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I can't remember ever seeing anybody go from A to B on that route as fast as he did. He and is he did. super and quick. That just gave Deshaun an opportunity to put it until he knew there was a hole in defense over there. But does he have time to get rid of it? And that's the thing. You think you got to have time to throw that. Your offensive line's got to protect you. And you got to hope the guy you're throwing to can get open and make that catch. Well, Cooks speeds up the ability of Deshaun to throw it a little bit earlier than he has been. The line is better to protect him. And Cooks is going to make that catch and then make something happen with it at the very end because he can absolutely fly. So, you know, that's the one thing. A lot of times with those, those over routes, the guys were catching them near the sideline because it was taking them that long to get over there. Now, once you get into this season, when Cooks starts that route, he's going to have to kind of pinball in between some things. But so be it. He's still going to get to the spot you need him to make the catch and make something happen. So, you know, any of those guys you mentioned, and look, the one guy that we didn't mention that he goes to a lot is Darren Fells. Yeah. Darren Fells is a guy that he relied on a lot. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned the scrambles. How many of those scramble plays or escape plays went to Fells or Aikens? Or <laughs> one of the packs, Taiwan Jones, Los, you know, Lamar Duke. Miller. Yeah, when I mean, he was here. They were going. They were going to those guys. You know, Hop would get his in the in the the functionality of the offense as long as it stayed. You know, this is how the play is supposed to execute from beginning to end. He was going to be at the end of that. But as far as improvising with Deshaun, for the most part, that was going to be that was a lot of times somebody somebody else for whatever reason. John McClain is going to join us next as he was on that press conference call with. Bill O'Brien, and we'll hear what the general has to say about today's activities, the hurricane coming, the scrimmage on Thursday. John McClain next here on Texans Trading Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. The Houston Texans, Toro, and NOV have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. 
This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. This is Texans Radio. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant. That's power. Your way. PUCT number 10007. Hey, Texans fans. Are you ready for football? First Community Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at FCCU.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans. Successful projects depend on an efficient and effective approach from power generation, manufacturing, oil, gas and chemicals, and more. RefChem, a wholly owned subsidiary of Burns & McDonald, provides ideal construction solutions for the challenges you face safely, on time, and within budget. As a premier heavy industrial service contractor, RefChem is committed to delivering quality projects in Houston. BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive 
and the waiting room and connect to our board certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual urgent care visits are available 24 seven, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. This is Texans Radio. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. slash community. Slash community. Slash community. This is Justin Reed. And this is picked off by Reed. And he's going to score. And you're listening to Texans Radio. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity here at the Houston Methodist Training Center. The team making its way out of the bubble, ready to practice today. Game week Friday situation, mm. simulation, if you will. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle and Texas Sports Nation joining us right now in general. Here we go. Game week simulation. Got a pandemic, got a hurricane bearing down on us. Business as usual in Houston. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Bill O'Brien just told us it's 2020. It seems typical of 2020 based on everything else that's gone on. He said they have a plan to move back the scrimmage Thursday night if they have to. He said they're staying on top of it. They had a conference call last night. He and Jack Easterby with Jamie Rose and Susie Thomas, Jeff Schmitz, and others in the organization. So they have the plan ready to do whatever they need. And because uh, Laura seems to be a big wind hurricane, I would expect them to deflate the bubble. They've had to do that in the past when they were worried about hurricanes. So the Texans are ready to do whatever it takes, just like their other teams. I know the Astros have already adjusted their games, playing a doubleheader 
moving up the time of another one, but uh, they they have a plan and they'll adjust uh, adjust if they have to. General, I would love, love to talk more Hurricane Laura, as I know Mark would, but let's talk a little ball. And I just saw Jacob Martin run past a little while ago, and he dropped a huge nugget yesterday when he met with the media saying that from the end of the season, when he said he was about 229 pounds, 226 pounds, somewhere in that neighborhood, he put on 21 pounds this offseason. I was kind of floored. I mean, he did look bigger, but I didn't realize how much bigger. How big a factor do you think a bigger, larger, still fast and quick Jacob Martin makes for this defense? He, if you think about it, the trade last year was on August 31st. So a year ago, he was still in Seattle preparing for his second season. And then he got traded. He got here right when they were preparing for the first game against the Saints. So he was way behind, and he had to learn it on the fly. So now he has a full season. He has an off season. He's got the mental stuff down. He played 20.5% of the snaps and he had three and a half sacks. Well, does that mean if he played 41%, he would have seven sacks? He told us his goal is to be in double digits, and he thinks that's where he's going to be. And I would imagine in most passing situations, he'll be on the field opposite J.J. Watt with Whitney Merciless on the, lining up in the middle or on the outside with Watt and Martin. Whitney can move everywhere. He can drop into coverage. But Martin is more because of his speed and he's the fastest player off the edge they have because of that speed and quickness every time they're in a pass it second and four and longer i'd put him in there and say get the quarterback john mcclain joining us john we had this conversation last segment who do you think is going to be deshaun watson's new best friend on third down and say five whatever third down passing situations will it be an ensemble or do you have a player in mind if I had to pick a player, I would say Brandon Cooks. I mean, let's think about this. Cooks had four consecutive 1,000-yard seasons, and then he had 42 catches a career low last year when he dealt with concussion issues, even though he only missed two games. But he is a big-time receiver. He's been productive in his career. He's also going to be 27, I think. And I would expect him because he's a great route runner. He has good hands. He's incredibly smart. And, of course, he has speed to run through zone coverage, as Wade Phillips told me last week. So I would expect it to be him. Uh, but, you know, we always thought of Will Fuller as a deep threat. And I went back and watched the playoff games last year. There were times when DeAndre Hopkins was double covered in his third and four, and Watson would throw to Will Fuller for a five-yard first down. And another guy to keep an eye on, of course, is Randall Cobb. You know, Cobb, I'm going to write about him for Friday. He's in the mid, work in the middle of that field. They've never had a productive, proven slot receiver like Randall Cobb since Bill O'Brien's been here. John, we were talking a little while ago before we went into the break about quarterbacks. We didn't get the whole lot about Deshaun Watson, I don't think. But I'll ask you, John, what have you seen from Deshaun Watson in year number four out here at training camp? What have you seen from him? John, I like to go by what people tell me, and I've talked to Bill O'Brien a lot about it, talked to other coaches, teammates, and he is so far ahead now of where he was last year. 
he was so far ahead then than he was the year before. And of course, as a rookie, he was injured over the second half of the season. He's in midseason form. You know, it doesn't matter what route he's throwing. He is on top of the game, and he's fired up about working with Tim Kelly. It's not that he wasn't with Bill O'Brien. It's just anytime something's new, you're fired up about it. And so we're all interested to see when they play against Kansas City what Tim Kelly's going to call and how he's going to go about it. But Watson, I think a great quarterback like Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers, you know, they're great quarterbacks make receivers. Receivers generally don't make quarterbacks. And so I would expect no matter who they put on the field at receiver, Watson is going to give them the ball at the right time and in the right spot. And he's going to be a legitimate MVP candidate. John, I'm wondering about special teams. Tracy Smith was with Brad Seeley for a decade, so I'm hoping all the great stuff rubbed off. And Smith has obviously been around the block. Many of these guys were with the team last year who are going to be contributing on special teams. How do you think that phase of the game is going to be for this squad? Last season was the best special teams they've ever had. I expect them to do it again. Brian Anger, who had an incredible net average last year, and they led the league in punt coverage. I expect them to be really good at it again. I think Kymie Fairbairn, he makes almost everything in practice. John Weeks, greatest snapper in NFL history. The only question is, DeAndre Carter, they put Kiki QT out there, but he's not going to win the return job. He's not on the field enough. Bill O'Brien told us, well, I'm not going to talk to you about injuries, but I'll just say Kiki's ramping up the first game. But he's not going to get that return job because Carter's reliable despite that terrible fumble during Kansas City's comeback in the playoff game. And Carter's there every day. He doesn't miss. As a receiver and a return guy, you can count on him like you can count on humidity in Houston. He's there. Mm -hmm. Kiki QT's in and he's out. Is he out here? Is he not out here? Okay, he's out here. He's not dressed out. What's wrong with him now? They love QT, and you guys have seen Kiki make some big catches and have some good games, but, man, oh, man, you've got to be on the field. And I saw Carter's going to be the return guy, and I'm writing for, I think, for Thursday, what we talked about last week. There's no room at the end. You know, they don't have starting jobs available on this team, and that's great in a veterans-type year, as Bill O'Brien talked about again today. John, what do you make of the Earl Thomas situation in Baltimore, and do you think that Earl will be on a team week one? John, if teams consider Antonio Brown, who's about as bad a teammate as you can get, now they haven't signed him, but they checked him out, I'm guessing they'll check out Earl Thomas because Thomas, like Antonio Brown, can still play. But I'll say this. When Antonio Brown got out of Pittsburgh, he trashed his teammates, he went to Oakland, bombed out, New England bombed out. As far as we know, there was no rebellion by his teammates to get him out of there like there was with Earl Thomas. There's all these things coming out now about meetings he missed, how many times he was fined. He didn't know the coverages. That's what led to the fight in practice. He blew a coverage, and they knew he wasn't studying. His teammates knew he wasn't doing what he was supposed to, and in essence could be taking money out of their pocket 
and they let him have it, and they went to Harbaugh, and they cut him. And obviously, it's there is a multitude of sins by Earl Thomas, and I tweeted immediately because I know it's true. The Texans are not interested in Earl Thomas if he's available. And then I see a couple of national guys throw him in there, and I said, I reiterate, the Texans are not interested if he becomes available. Then when he did become available, I did it again. You know, you talk about team guys and good teammates and guys that get with the program. Bill O'Brien gets rid of them. He doesn't bring them in. John, I'm not asking you to go on the record yet with this, but with a seven-team entry out of each conference into the postseason, if the playoff field were the same as last year, more likely to be the seventh team out of the AFC, the Colts, the Steelers, or somebody else, Raiders, Denver, pick one. So this year would be the Steelers because Roethlisberger's back. Mike Tomlin may have done his greatest coaching job last year. He had a bunch of mullets at quarterback, and they finished 8-8. Eight eight. Had a great defense, had injuries at running back. I mean, he did a tremendous job. There's no doubt in my mind the Steelers are back as long as Big Ben is in. And right now it looks like, you know, he got – what did he get off last year? 13 games. He should be really well-rested and very eager to get back and show what he can do. Well, the Texans will be up there week three, so we'll see how that one goes. General, thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch up again tomorrow. I don't know. You'll see me in just a minute when I walk under your throne. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is still here. They're taking it down piece by piece. Thank you, John McClain. Thank you, guys. In fact, the, the <laughs> Vander Bryant Tower is slowly coming down around me. It's yeah. like Rome is burning. So is they took down. off my tent because I have a PGA-type mini tent here above the practice field, which is right outside the fence line. So I'm technically not even in the facility, but right. I can see everything better than I've ever seen it at practice. Even at the Greenbrier, this is even better than that. But uh, they took down the tent yesterday because of the oncoming hurricane. The platform is still here. We had to put up a little 10 by 10. Uh, they took the porta potties away, which was a real. I mean, Johnny, this is like this is a problem. This is like I'm uh, office space guy, and they put me in the basement practically <laughs> with that move. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I don't like. I can't drive a half hour without stopping to go to the bathroom. I mean, so I'm doing a two hour show here. They took the porta potties yeah. away. They're like, we don't want Vandermeer to be here. Let's see what else can we take away. I mean, trust me, that's one of the that's one of the conversations in a break of a game between the three of us. I mean, I have no opportunity oh. to go. I mean, I, I, oh I, mean gosh. I barely can. But it's like, uh, okay, it's a three-minute break. Okay, I'm going. I mean, at home that's, it's great because the, the bathroom the bathroom is right outside yeah. the, the uh, booth, which is great. But there's some places you go to and you have no idea where it is. It's oh, like, no. man, you need five minutes just no, to get there and get that's back. That's the untold story about games. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, can this half please end? Because i gotta, <laughs> I got to make it. Okay, Landry's Camp Questions coming up next here. It's Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at FloorAndDecor.com. 
Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Texans Chiefs is 16 days away. The countdown to the champions gets closer as every second ticks by. The taste of revenge is in the air. And we're providing the critical Texans news you need to know as this historic preseason leads up to Kansas City. Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. My name is Arturo Vargas, owner and president of Cristina's Mexican Restaurant. This is our story. We have faced many challenges, but on this pandemic, this was something bigger than all of us. That's when Amigi came and had the answers. They reached out to me on a Saturday morning, got the account open, the application in. Tuesday it was approved, and they were funded by Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you to Amigi Bank from all of us at Cristina's and all of our families. Amigi Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation N.A. Member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Hyundai has always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. 
Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just $24,575. Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details. More Texans radio. In spectacular fashion. Is on the way. Texans. Chiefs is 16 days away. The countdown to the champions gets closer as every second ticks by. The taste of revenge is in the air. And we're providing the critical Texans news you need to know as this historic preseason leads up to Kansas City. Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's, and are you hungry? I know I am. I always am. That's why we're always coming up with new products just for you. New pizzas. They're delicious. And now we're going to try our new Papadilla. If you haven't had a Papadilla yet, you got to try one. They come in all kinds of different flavors. But now we have the new grilled buffalo chicken Papadilla. It's spicy. It comes with grilled chicken, onions, and buffalo sauce. It sounds great. It is great. Give it a try today. Only six bucks. The new grilled buffalo chicken Papadilla at Papa John's. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Keep up with the Houston Texans everywhere you go. Download the Texans mobile app. They're doing punt walkthrough. Love this. Kidding. Uh, But you got to practice everything here. It's Texans Trading Camp Live presented by Xfinity. Landry Locker joins us now for Landry's Camp Questions. Good morning, Landry. All right. Yesterday, uh, a year before yesterday, three out of the four current quarterbacks in the AFC South were not starters for their respected teams. A year from today, with who the starters are in the AFC South right now at the quarterback position, how many will still be the starters heading into the 2021 season? Oh, great question. I'm going to say, to be safe, it's two. One. Wait, only one left? Tannehill's gone from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's not going to last. Wow. But see, that's the big one to me. I mm-hmm. think Minshew's safe, a safe pick to say, yeah, it's not going to work out. You know, I, You kind of root for the guy, but he's in the division, so I can't. Philip Rivers, this is a one and done if I ever saw it. And Tannehill, you really think so, huh, Johnny? 
I think that it'll be Deshaun Watson. I think the Titans will try and run it back with Tannehill. They'll be okay, but not to – what would they give him, a two-year contract? It's uh, only a two-year deal, right? but I think only the first year is guaranteed. So I don't think there's a lot of financial – I mean, if look, if they would have been completely convinced, don't you think they would have given him a four- or five-year deal? Yeah. So from that perspective, I think Rivers, one and done – I think Mitchell's done. The Jags will be drafting in the top three or four. They'll take mm-hmm. Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Trevor Lawrence, and yep. we'll have to fa- face that joker two times a year for the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope the Jags finish like five and eleven. And hey, Jay, hey, top five. just so you know, just so you know, uh, <laughs> and this might be good news to you based on what you just said. Mm-hmm. Tannehill's dead cap in 2021 is actually 39 million. Oh, okay. Uh, so I didn't remember how long a deal he signed. Yeah, so it's so, a it's a two year no, commitment at the least for okay, sure. Okay, it's two then. So Tannehill's there. That's good. That's great news. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, okay. two. It'll be Tannehill and Watson, and I think Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Trevor Lawrence will be the quarterback in Jacksonville, and the Colts will be looking for Rivers is going to get them to seven and nine. The Colts are going to have to do some maneuvering if they want to get a young quarterback. And Jeez, seven yeah. and nine. Yeah. That's your prediction for the Colts? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cold. All right, we gotta yeah. expand on that tonight. Next yeah, question, please, Landry. Seven and nine. I'm surprised you didn't get more excited about that prediction. That that seems like music to your ears, uh, Vandy. We've talked about guys that could potentially break out. Uh, I'm thinking based on what you said about Ryan Tannehill, I could already have your answer, uh, John, but guys mm-hmm. around the division that could disappoint and come tumbling mm-hmm. down to earth in twenty twenty. I'm going to go Derrick Henry. I, I think it's it's tough on him. Yeah. I, I think very highly of him as a running back, but I think it's very tough to continue that level of production and the way they're going to rely on him and going to need to rely on him. Uh, look, I know A.J. Brown's a good receiver. I know Johnny Smith is an up-and-comer, and I was just watching the playoff game they had with the Ravens last night, and, boy, a lot of things went right in that one. But credit them. They executed. They got the job done on the road that game and the Patriots game, of course. But I just think that um, it, it's going to be a little disappointing. I, I just I can't see him having the kind of production that he had last year. I think it's a lot to ask of the young man. I think Derrick Henry is a great, great answer. Uh, that was that was where I was leaning. So I know I got to go in a different direction. Okay. So who's going to disappoint in the AFC South? I know a lot of national people would probably point at us and point at somebody disappointing. They might point at Deshaun because well, you don't have Hopkins anymore. Well, that that's not. I, I don't think I can, so. I can promise you that's not happening. Um, as far as disappointing goes, I will say I'm going to say DJ Chark the Jags, and I just I'm I'm out on a limb there because I like DJ Chark as a player, and I think he's really just going to get better and better. But I'm, he needs to get the ball though. Yeah, he got to get the ball, and I think Gardner Minshew that Minshew mania stuff works for mm-hmm. only so long, so. I think Chark's numbers will probably fall off. I don't know if I go all the way to disappointing, but I don't think he's going to be able to match his numbers. From what last about year. Rivers? I, I think Rivers will be okay. He's not going to be great. Yeah, I don't but know. If Rivers is okay, I Johnny. What... I think the Colts are pretty good, though. If he's okay, I think the Colts are better know. than seven and nine. I don't know. You know, we need him to not be okay. Wait, I'm, I need Rivers wait, to have wait, a horrible wait. year. I said seven. I'm in nine and seven. Not seven oh, and nine. Nine and seven. I'm sorry. That's a that big difference. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant nine and seven. I mean, the Titans have got nine and seven for 43 consecutive years. I just don't think Rivers is going to do anything that makes you feel like the Colts are capable of winning more than nine games and doing anything in the playoffs. I just don't think he is. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, he's finally got a line. He's got this. He's 800 years old. He doesn't move out of the pocket. 
and his receivers other than T.Y. are all unproven. This has been the exaggeration segment. Landry, what do you have coming up on In the Loop? Uh, we got a lot. We, we got, obviously, some uh, uncertainty around the scrimmage on Thursday. We got some AFC South chatter. There's different moods in Indianapolis and uh, Tennessee, which is really strange. Uh, we got an old-school-slash-new-school moment for the Astros. Uh, we'll also hear from Lonnie Johnson and Ross Blackrock. Okay. And Rockets execution in oh, crunch time. Oh. I want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. All right. You're going to hear about camp all day long and 6 o'clock tonight, Texans All Access. We've got it for you. Thank you very much, Ben, for producing. Brandon and Shane here for engineering. You guys have been awesome, and we'll talk to you down the line. Have a great day, everyone, and go Texans. What are the players saying about today's training camp practice? I can't wait to hit people, and I can't wait to show our fans what we're working on. Bring it back, bring it back. Check out HoustonTexans.com for all the latest coverage from camp. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Ronnie Flatten, CTO and owner of CT Integrations, and this is our story. This was great, and we were in a growth mode. When the pandemic hit, we had a lot of uncertainty, but with Amogee's support, we were able to get through it. Being able to help somebody come out of a crisis is truly gratifying. Fifteen jobs saved with their families, and that impact. A whole lot of people. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, NA, member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, and creamy pepper sauce. And just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. What do 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have in common? They're all members of Houston's most exclusive professional network, Texans Lux. Whether your company has 10,000 worldwide employees or 50 based in Houston, businesses large and small appreciate the opportunities Lux provides them to network with other professionals. And best of all, Lux membership includes a suite for each Houston Texans home game. Find out how you can use a Lux membership to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. Modern modernization today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. 
It's your home speaking, and I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, could you get that blueberry that rolled under the fridge last week? It's throwing my feng shui off. Second thing, bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's easy, and we could save money. Lastly, I know you were thinking of painting the nursery back to off-white, but I'm actually feeling this baby blue. Didn't think it was my color, but I am pulling it off. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. Standout performance and all the right moves. This is Bill O'Brien, head coach of the Houston Texans. I'm not talking football. I'm talking about the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe. With its twin power turbo technology, highly responsive handling, complimentary scheduled maintenance for three years or 36,000 miles, you'll always go for the long drive. BMW, the official luxury car of the Houston Texans. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. Texans fans, the 2020 NFL season is finally here, and the race to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa is officially underway. Be there when it all ends with an official Super Bowl 55 ticket package from NFL On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. Don't wait to secure verified game tickets, all-inclusive pregame hospitality complete with appearances from some of the biggest names in football and so much more. Visit NFLOnLocation.com today and secure the football experience of a lifetime. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS. July's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to Houston Fire Department firefighter and EMT Joshua Templeton. For the past seven years, Templeton has gone above and beyond to serve the Houston community. During Hurricane Harvey, he went door by door on a boat for three days straight, helping and rescuing those in need. And he has continued to dedicate his life to serving the Houston community and ensuring everyone's safety during this challenging time. The Houston Texans and Apache would congratulate him for being our July Star of Courage. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. 